Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. So I want to thank you, uh, Joe, and obviously Richard and Carol for putting this thing together. This is absolutely amazing. No excuses, guys. Uh, What I want to say is that in your path to success, There's always going to be obstacles, and it happens like that for all of us. And what I'm going to do is try not – I don't want to scare you. I want to prepare you for the obstacles that are 100% going to happen for you. I call this your RDAs. That's your required daily allotment of the stuff that we're going to have to go through to make this thing work. And the R, the first big one, is rejection. Did you ever notice? that not everybody says yes. (laughs) As a matter of fact, sometimes when they do say no, it's not, no, thank you. Thanks for thinking of me. Sometimes it's, no, you idiot. What are you, a moron? What are you, crazy? What could you be thinking? And I got to tell you, you're going to have to understand that this is going to happen to you. You know, I've enrolled, I've lost count. I enrolled somebody at 7.30 this morning. I enrolled somebody at 11 o'clock last night. I enrolled somebody yesterday morning, the day before. I I mean, if I go to bed at night and I haven't enrolled anybody, I feel like I haven't done my job, okay? Now, let's let's, let's call the number 55. Do you think that all I did was call 55 people? Nope. Are you kidding me? I wish it was that easy. Oh, you're Eddie Freeman. You just call them and they come rolling in. Oh, really? The reason that I've probably enrolled more people than anybody, uh, certainly in the last couple of months, is not that I'm good. Yeah, I probably got more yeses than anybody, but I guarantee you I got more no's than anybody. I got more no's than anybody in this company. I must have spoken between, between calling somebody leaving a message for them, instant messaging them on Facebook, texting them. I must have contacted 500 people to get my 55 or whatever the number is. And they don't always say yes. They say no a lot. You have to understand they're not saying no to you. Don't take it personally. They're saying no to the idea of this business. Let's say that uh, we were all at a, an event together in West Palm Beach, Florida, or Las Vegas, Nevada, where we are going to be doing events over the next 12 months as, as soon as they let us get more than five people together at once. But let's say all 100-plus of us, we all went out for lunch together. And then the waitresses come over to us and say, would you like a cup of coffee? No. Would you like coffee? No. You want coffee? No. She's not going to go in the back room and slit her wrist. We did not say no to her. We said no to the coffee. And uh, all I know is this. Uh, if you start, there's, you might not know this, okay, but there's a, a, a secret ingredient in Zansense that we don't talk about. If you consume it every day, you don't worry about people saying no anymore. <laughs> you just go out there and call person after person and follow up. When they say no to you, don't hear no, I don't want to do this. Here, no, not you just what you need to hear is no, not yet. I don't have enough information yet. It's not the right time in my life. 
you don't know how many people I've spoken to recently that it is the right time in their life. And so, but remember, you are going to have people say no to you. It's part of the game. Get over it. Don't be afraid. It doesn't take a million yeses to make you money. If you just enroll one good person, one good person, that could be life-changing for you. What if you enroll two? And you've got to go out there. And you know the cool thing is it doesn't matter if you enroll them or not. If you enroll somebody that enrolls somebody who enrolls somebody who enrolls somebody. I made a million dollars a year, and I, my biggest leg was 38 levels down from me. 38 levels down. I enrolled somebody 38 levels down, and that's where my biggest money came from. So just go out there and do the business, and don't worry <clears throat> about rejection. The other thing we're going to have to deal with is the D in RDAs. That's for deception. That's when you talk to somebody on the phone and you say to them, listen, I'm working something and it can be life-changing. Are you interested? And they say yes. And you three-way them onto a minute and 45-second call. And I say, are you interested? And they say yes. And then you say, good, I've got a a minute overview. And I'm going to get this over to you now. And if, if you can, you listen to it today. Yes. Is it okay if I call you back later today while it's fresh in your mind? Yes. What time should I call you? Seven o'clock at night. And seven o'clock at night comes and you call them. And guess what? You get an answering machine. And it's like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Folks, you were deceived. You were deceived. And so. <clears throat> But the bottom line is, guys, so years ago, I was in a network marketing company, and this was around 1990, 1991, and those were the days where you um, bought kits. When you signed people in, you signed them in with a package. So like us, they buy their 499 package or the 199 package directly from the company. But in the old days, we bought it from the company and resold it to people, right? So I will never forget on a Monday, there was going to be a big meeting on Thursday, and on Monday... I literally called nine people, and I didn't know how to invite them. Hey, hey, Billy, this is Eddie. Hey, listen, I got something hot. Right, draw a circle on a paper. Okay, now draw some lines coming down from the circle and put little circles under them. Now put circles under them. That's me, that's you, that's them, and we're going to be on the beaches of the world. There's going to be a big meeting on Thursday. Can you be there? Well, nine people in a row I called, nine people said yes. Then I stopped calling people. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have too many people. Who am I going to sit next to? No, this is not good. Well, <clears throat> you know, on um, on Thursday morning, on Wednesday, I contacted or, or called up all nine of those people. I got a hold of seven of them, and all seven said they wouldn't miss it for the world. Okay? So now it's first thing Thursday morning, and the thought occurs to me, I don't have enough kits to sign everybody up with. I've only got enough to sign up a couple. I started calling people all over New England to see, because I couldn't overnight them from the company. The meeting was that night. That morning, I got in my little white Toyota Supra. I drove all over Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire, buying kits from other distributors so that I could resell them, because all nine of my people were going to come in. Well, that night, I'll never forget, it was a cold November night, and I loaded up my little white Toyota Supra with three thousand dollars worth of skincare products guys i don't know if you've ever seen three thousand dollars worth of skincare products all at the same place but i gotta tell you i couldn't see out my back seat window but i didn't care i had my window down and the music blasting boom 
oh, man, everybody told me how difficult this was going to be. Obviously, they don't know me. I'm Eddie Freeman, right? <clears throat> so <clears throat> at around 10 past 7, I get to the meeting. They're starting at 7.30. And there was going to be about 600 people at this meeting. So I take my business cards and I put them in the front two rows because I want my people sitting right in the front, okay? And uh, at uh, 20 past 7, my people weren't there yet, but, you know, it's Boston, fashionably late. Uh, 25 past 7, um, I got what I call meeting look. Meeting look is when the meeting is going to start in five minutes, not one of your guests are there, and you're looking out the door of the hotel into the parking lot saying, I hope I told them the right hotel. I hope they know it's tonight. At 7.28, I went to the guy that was doing the meeting, and I said, excuse me, could you start the meeting at 7.40 instead? Because I, my guests aren't here yet. And he said, oh, are those your business cards in those front rows? I said, yes, they are. He said, could you please remove them? Because uh, <clears throat> we want other people to be able to sit there. <clears throat> at 7.30, the meeting started. By 8.30, the meeting was over. I had just been stood up by nine people. I was a little disappointed. And as I slowly walked back to my little white Toyota Supra filled with $3,000 worth of skincare products, all I could say is, my future ex-wife is going to kill me. And when I went to bed that night, for all intents and purposes, I was out of network marketing. I was never going to do it again. But I woke up the next morning. I said, you know what? Some people are doing it. A lot of people are doing it. And if they can do it, I can do it. And I called more people who called more people. And that month, I was qualifying Diamond in that company. What would have happened if I had quit? See? And you are going to have deception. You know what else you're going to have? <clears throat> Apathetic people. These are people that thought has never occurred to them that they could be successful. You could call them and say to them, you won't believe this, my brother-in-law, but I, just, I found a gold coin in my backyard, and when I picked it up, two more appeared. And when I picked those up, four more appeared. Now there's thousands and thousands of them. I need help. So go grab a shovel, come to my house, and let's dig them all up. And he's going to say, well, I don't own a shovel. You know how much I've got to pay for a shovel? Guys, apathetic people are everywhere. Most people are not successful because the thought has never occurred to them that they could be successful. Don't let those people steal your dreams. Oh, you're in one of those little Mickey Mouse pyramid schemes? Oh, no, my friend did that. Yeah, and she lost the bundle. Okay. This person is not saving for your retirement fund. Okay? So don't worry about them. The point is you're going to experience rejection deception, apathy, and you know what else you're going to experience? Attrition. Man, I'll never forget one day I was at a network marketing company, and some guy called me up, hey, Eddie, my name is Buck, I'm Uncle Buck, and you don't know me, boy, but I'm going to make you rich. And I was very excited that Uncle Buck was going to make me rich. And then, of course, uh, what happened three months later? Well, not only was he gone, but he was trying to call me and everybody else in my organization <clears throat> about another network marketing program. Attrition is part of the game. The thing is, there's always a third coming, a third going, and a third doing the business. It's the new blood that's the lifeblood of the business. And you are going to experience the RDAs of network marketing just like I did. And knowing that they're there, being prepared for them is going to help. You know, I was friends with a guy that was a legend in network marketing, and I, I'm proud to say that Mark Yarnell, 
was one of my very first mentors in network marketing. And he was, at the time, he was making $200,000 a month. And this is what he said, Eddie, I kept track of the first 200 people I spoke to. Now remember, he's making 200 a month at the time. He said, the first 200 people I spoke to, literally 80 of them were not interested. They could care less. Nope, 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 not interested, not interested, not interested. They said no. They flat out rejected me. But, see, my enroller had prepared me for that. And what the heck? I still had 120 people left. Of the 120 people that said that they would show up to my house to watch a movie about a business that could change their life, 60 of them never showed. These are people that would come over to eat my steaks, jump in my swimming pool, but I'm showing them a business that can change their life, and 60 of them didn't show, and it hurt. But you know what? I was prepared because my upline told me this was going to happen. And what the heck? I had 60 people left. Of the 60 people that looked at the same information that I looked at, that I was excited about, 45 of them were so apathetic. They was like, nah, those things never work. I'm not interested. Heck, I'd rather be, just keep my job pumping gas for a living. And he said it was very depressing to me. But you know what? I was prepared. My enroller told me this was going to happen, and the 15 people that were left all enrolled. Six months later, 14 of those 15 people had quit the business. So that means of the first 200 people that I called, uh, I was 199 of them rejected me, deceived me by not showing up. Uh, They were apathetic, and then there was attrition. But that one person was a guy that was a, a, a school teacher. It was actually a college professor. And he became partners with his brother, who was a policeman. These guys were from Houston, Texas. And that one couple alone, the two brothers, were creating 150000 a month for my friend Mark. Do you have what it takes to go through those people? See, that's why I'm trying to prepare you for this because there's always going to be these obstacles in your way. And if you're prepared for them, you're doing great. And so what I want to do is share a person about my mom that talk about overcoming obstacles. And she's a person in my life that made me realize that there is no obstacle that you cannot overcome. You just don't let it. You just don't let it happen. She did not lead an easy life, my mom. Um, When she was eight years old, uh, she watched her dad die of a heart attack right in front of her. And i got to tell you, as he relayed the story to me in years past, it was devastating for this little eight-year-old girl to lose her dad, and that's her first exposure to this. And she had two brothers, and although it was very depressing, she decided, I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm going to help my mom. And this little girl ended up helping raise her two brothers. Well, eventually her mom remarried, and when my mom was 20, she met my dad. Hard to believe that my dad was a traveling salesman. (laughs) Hard to believe, but my dad was uh, charming and funny, and uh, they absolutely fell in love. They got married, and they moved. My mom was from Boston, and they moved to upstate New York, to Syracuse, New York. And that's where I was as a little boy. And let me tell you, in my house, we had laughter. We had laughter. We had fun. You know what we didn't have? We didn't have money. I didn't even know 
that we were poor, see, because we played games all the time. We had fun. We just, my house was one of laughter, and that's what I remember as this little boy. We were so poor. I mean, my for the week, when, when we talked about eating, I mean, talk about a diet of uh, Franco-American spaghetti, Campbell's cream of tomato uh, soup, and then, of course, um, <clears throat> there was always uh, bologna sandwiches on the stale white bread, and that's pretty much what we ate. Uh, and, of course, in the morning, my mother would make me that one soft-boiled egg, which uh, to this day, I don't know how I got down. It was absolutely disgusting. But every other Sunday, oh, boy, every other Sunday, my mom would make spaghetti sauce, and that house from the early morning, the second she was frying the peppers and onion and garlic all together, oh, it smelled good. <clears throat> she would cook that sauce five, six hours during the day. I would be her official taster. What do you think it needs? Oh, it just needs some spaghetti, Mom. And it was, if I tell you my mother's spaghetti sauce, oh, forget about it. It was unreal. And Sundays were my favorite days. Monday... Now, remember, in those days, you could buy a pound of spaghetti for like a dime, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and you could <clears throat> make eight meals out of that spaghetti. Now, keep in mind, we didn't have enough money for meat. That was, no, 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 we didn't, we didn't have meat. We just had spaghetti sauce and spaghetti, and it was delicious again on Monday. I couldn't wait. On Tuesday, it was still good, but the sauce wasn't red anymore. It was kind of light orange. <laughs> And by Thursday, we had pretty much orange water going on our pasta. <clears throat> but we were poor, and we didn't know it. And she never, ever let that down. Uh, well, when, uh, when I was 12, and she was, uh, my mom was only 33, I'm an only child, and my mom, my dad, and myself, we drove to Syracuse from Boston to uh, hang out with his family for a while, and it was great. Like always, we had fun, and on the ride back, with my mother at the wheel, we got into a car accident, and it was pretty bad. The car rolled over a couple of times, and I lost my dad. <clears throat> so for my mother, I can't even imagine what it was for her being at the wheel of a car and losing somebody that you loved and feeling responsible, and she didn't let it get her down. You know, she didn't let it get her down. Did she cry? Oh, my gosh. It was uh, it was horrifying. I actually, I think I felt worse for my mom than I did for me. And she's wondering, oh, maybe I should run, away, run and get remarried right away. You know, and I'm like 12 years old. I said, I already had a dad. I'm good, you know. Uh, don't do anything for me. Six years from now, I'll be 18 in college. And no, I love my father. And she lived with it, let me tell you. And uh, And she made it work. She made it work. Well, when she was 57 years old, this is now 24 years later. She had remarried to somebody, and uh, my mom had another problem. And this was her heart was weak, and they took her to the hospital, and they ended up having to amputate her leg. And it was amputated above the knee. My mom was a very proud woman, kind of vain, you know, always kept herself looking beautiful. And this was really devastating. It's like. It's one thing after another. And I'll never forget, you know, going to the hospital right afterwards. And she was just 
in about a bad way as I've ever seen her. And we're just alone, the two of us. And she's like sitting there, tears and crying. I'm hugging her. And she said, Eddie, you're the only person that can always make me laugh. Tell me something funny. Tell me something funny, Eddie. I love you. You're my son. Tell me something funny. I says, well, Mom, here's what we're going to do. When uh, when you get out of here, we are going to open up a shoe store for one-legged people. And my mother started cracking up. And I said, I can just see it now, Ma. Someone's going to walk into the store and says, do you have this in a size 8 in a left? And I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. We only have that in a right. My mother went hysterical. And uh, she overcame it. I mean, she went out and got one of these remote wheelchairs. She was so proud of me because I had opened up a jewelry store. She would come in December 24th all the time in the morning because she knew it was the last day of another successful year in the store. She was just so, so proud of me. And gosh, it was, it just made me feel good. And just to be able to watch her, nothing kept her down. And uh, two years later, um, she was, uh, her and my stepfather drove to Florida. They were going to be there for a bit, and they were driving back for my son's two-year-old birthday party, and she died in the car. But you know what? I tell you this because no matter how bad it is for you, everybody has bad things in their life. We all have to overcome obstacles. This Mother's Day. Make sure you let your mother know you love her. Overcome your obstacles. And, uh, guys, I appreciate you guys. And uh, don't ever let anything get you down. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional, and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.